Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Thanks there, Angle. How you doing, everybody? Good morning to you. If you're just waking up, if you're already up and uh, doing your DFS thing, me and George hope to provide some good insight for you. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Schertz, and this is the Weekend Fantasy Update here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. George, how you doing, buddy? How was refing this week? I know you told me uh, the guys were not so sorry the night before, so you must have got a lot of lip the next game, but uh, you're still here as you are, buddy. You know, it's uh, it's funny. Uh, it's funny how hockey works. Uh, all of a sudden, at this rank, there's been a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of fights lately. You know, something we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's anger. I don't know if it's anger. Get angry, George. Yeah, a lot, lot of fights. I uh, I told you that night was going to be bad. We talked on Tuesday. Monday was just too good. Monday was quiet. I don't think anybody said boo to me. No, no, it was really quiet. Nice night. And Tuesday night, the last game of the night. And I knew there was going to be problems. The team, one of the teams that I played was they they brawled the last time, so I knew there'd be a problem. And sure enough, they weren't they weren't fighting with me. They were fighting with each other. Not really fighting, just doing stupid crap. And uh, about two minutes into the third period, uh, it started to go on again. You know, I tried. Ref, I tried to get control, Cam. Tried to get get control and take to, two of the combatants <laughs> out of it. I tried to get, wanted to give him five minute misconducts. Uh, the other way, take him off the uh, take him off the ice for five minutes. Let him sit in the, uh, the penalty box and maybe calm down. Yeah, and I guess they real. Yeah, their own you, juices for a while. Right. It's a, it's a ref trick that, that usually works. But no, they weren't having it. They decided to go at each other right then and there. And then everything pretty much just went to hell. And I ended up calling the game off right then and there. So, uh, like I said, pretty uh, pretty wi- pretty wild night. Yeah, see, George, that, you know that's the thing. You're you're not going to put up with any guff from these guys, and that's the thing. I know about the rec leagues too. This is what I've learned. Like, you're a guy who's very confident, you know, in your life and your kids. But a lot of people with problems take out their frustrations in the men's league. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you got a bad relationship or something's happening where it's not, you're not doing too well at work. You know, your boss got in your grill or you're hanging on by a thread. Those are the guys that you kind of worry about in the rec league because uh, they got nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Let's put out some anger on on a Thursday night and pummel some uh, unsuspecting victim that's what i found i found a lot of our guys too and it's scary because you're not some of these guys aren't really good players so they're really really lax with their stick and the things they do it's a uh, it, it could get pretty dangerous out there people don't know glad you're not getting hurt george because a lot of psychos play men's league yeah now uh, none of the anger was really directed at me they was all at each other but uh and, you know it's, i always i was trying to point out guys the only people, only person getting paid out here is me my partner and i you guys, we all have to go to work the next day. Why you want to do this stupid crap and hurt each other is beyond me. And like you said, all you need is one psycho to take a stick and think he's Highlander. And, uh, you know, it, it's all over for somebody. So uh, I'll, I'll never, I'll truly never understand that. I don't understand why people uh, do that. I, I get you right there. You know, they're upset. Their wife, you know, the wife left and kids are a pain in the ass. Job sucks, whatever it is. And they think they can do whatever they want out here. But it's just, uh, in my mind, it's always been a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, I know you're right. Now you, I mean, you're doing a good job though, George. Just uh, be careful out there. You never know when some, some uh, guy's gonna, you know, go ballistic and lose his mind. But lots of stories to get into today in baseball. We could uh, start with Albert Pujols, the 200th RBI. Me and Gabe talked about this on the show. I just want to get your take. So that fan caught the ball, and then basically Albert Pujols and the crew say, you know, we'll give you 10 grand, this and that, whatever. Probably would have held out for some tickets and some memorabilia. He's like, no, no, no. I think I'm just gonna take it home and sleep on it. Now he's going to give away the ball to either Pujols or uh, the, the the Baseball Hall of Fame, even though he's not a real fan. Why wouldn't you just take the money in the first place, George, and still give the ball to him or whatever? Like, don't you think that guy's kind of an idiot? Wouldn't you take $10,000? If somebody offered you $10,000 for a baseball, I think I'd take it. That's just, that's just me, though. I, I want to get your take. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I'm going to a game where I know there could be a uh, historical ball court, uh, I'm going to research how much the ball is worth. You know, how much they expect it to yep. be worth. Yep. And then I'll, I'll go from there. That's really that simple. Listen, I love the game and I respect all the players there, but none of them are paying my bills. Exactly. Okay. And so if that <laughs> ball's right. worth. If that ball is worth, I don't know, eighty thousand dollars, they're only offering me ten. Well, then you're not getting it. All right, it's that simple. Albert Pujols has made a, a truckload of money in his career. Yes, I'd like him to have the ball. I would, but my first priority is to my family, and that this this could provide a college education. I, for I all agree. I, know. I I agree. And the thing about it is, when you when you leave the stadium, George, think about this, right? Uh, it has to be authenticated. We have to. There has to be people there. You have to know it's the ball. Hell, he can go down to Modell's or another store and go, hey, this is the ball that they hit or whatever. So you take care of all this business there. He goes, I want to sleep on it. Then he wakes up today and goes, yeah, you know, I might give the ball to the Hall of Famer. Pujols isn't really my guy, but I respect, uh, you know, what he's done. I just think it's idiotic because you're, you're going to get nothing now because you, you can't prove anything. You needed to leave that stadium with cash in hand, check and merchandise or whatever, or a voucher to at least say, hey, I'm, uh, I got Detroit Tiger season tickets. I get merchandise, and, and somebody's cutting me a check for ten thousand minimum. Let's talk. I agree. I said I agree. You got you to get what you you got to get what you can. I mean, uh, Pools has made what, hundreds of millions of dollars. So good for him. You know, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Okay, right. I'm not, I'm not worried about him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not disparaging him at all. But I'm as the, as far as the fan, you get what you can get. Now it might be a little different if it's you know Tyler Wade's first home run ball. All right, that ball's not worth anything. You know, it's only it's only worth yep. uh, you know sentimental reasons for me because maybe it's the only boy I've ever to his family, I've never, right? So that for that, he might yeah, give okay, you, a you know, hundred bucks. <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even write if I'd want money from that. You know, you want to meet the player, get a signed bat or whatever, yeah, or he's exactly. a Yankee, Good maybe call. get an Aaron, maybe get an Aaron Judge signed bat or an Aaron Judge signed ball. You meet Aaron Judge, I'm sure that could be arranged, and that's fine. Maybe the Yankees give you box seats to a game or whatever. Uh, that that's fine. I'm not holding out for you know for money for that. You're not gonna. It's not worth anything. But like I said, that Albert Pujols 2000 RBI, that's worth something. If you know a 500 home run ball. That's worth something. You know, I said uh, before the game, I'm, I'm anal like that. I would do research. How much is that ball worth? Just in case it comes into my possession, I'd want to know. I wouldn't call it anal. I'd call it smart because you're already walking in there. You don't walk in to know and know not what's going on. Say the guy because, you know, some guy's going to try to lowball you. Say, hey, hey, buddy, here's a couple hundred dollars and, and, and a hot dog. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, oh sounds great. Thanks, man. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to be that guy. You want to be actually going, OK, well, this is what they say it's worth. And then we can start the, the negotiations, George. That's the thing. I think doing research just means you got leverage and you're smart. That's the, that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, I say you just, you just want to make sure you get uh, fair value for the ball because they, they will try and rip you off. It's 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 sad. These teams make billions of dollars that they're trying to rip you off <laughs> for a ball. I mean, come on. I, uh, I mean, offer them. I said offer them season tickets. Something. I, I guess I get it. The Pujols is the Angels, and it was the hit in Detroit. So the, I guess Detroit doesn't care about offering season tickets. Or maybe the Angels got to get involved then, you know, and uh, make some kind of deal with Detroit to give the guy season tickets, whatever it might be. But, uh, you know, I mean, offer them fair value. Don't try and rip everybody off, especially not. Uh, you know, a professional sports team for crying out loud. You know, I, I just think it's silly. I, I just really think it's silly here. Or, or for fair value for the ball. Make it, like I said, make, make, make me feel good. If I was going to call the ball, make me feel good about it. Oh, yeah, we'll give you, you know, yeah, whatever. We'll give you all those singing tickets to your family. We'll give you a luxury box for a weekend series, whatever it might be. Yeah. And we'll give you 40000 At least At least that's a, a legitimate offer. We can go from there. You know, anything else is just uh, like a chicken feed in my mind. And I think it's, I think it's crap the way a lot of, te- a lot of these <laughs> teams do feed. this. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, no, you're right. They got tons of money. I'd love to have a box. We could be we could be big hitters for a while, eh, George? You invite all your friends and family, your brother. Hey, hey luxury suite. That'd be amazing. I'd like to know how uh, how the rich uh, live for a while. So, and, and what's the deal? Yeah, it's it's no sweat off their back. You're right. These guys are making so much money, and they try to fleece people who are broke. Uh, that's not cool with me. I went to a uh, I never not at a major league game, but at the Long Island Ducks. That's an independent league. My brother's bank, yep. uh, my brother's bank gave him a box, and we we all went. Um, <laughs> my God, was that fun! Free food, free food, free drink. Yeah, we had beers, sodas, dogs, burgers, chicken, anything you want. It was oh my God, that was a blast. Yeah, a bo- imagine a free box for all you and your fr- friends, family for a weekend. Oh, forget about it. That'd be great. Yeah, I did it once at a league game. My my buddy was rich. I think it was like twenty thousand dollars or something. 
something like that. And I got like an invite too. It was honestly, George, it was unbelievable. Anything you wanted. Like, that's the thing. It starts off, you know, you just get you any type of food there. They had like stir fry chicken, this, that, whatever. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Unlimited bar. I was going bananas. And at the end, they're rolling in like ice cream, haga does. I'm like, oh God, this is great, man. Like, I want to take some on the way out. I should have brought a cooler. They had so many good food. I could have <laughs> some uh, nice, uh, you know who needs to go shopping when you go to these games? Yeah, and I'll never do that again. Like it was way too expensive, but the guy was like a million. He had tons of money, so no sweat off his back. Let's get to uh, the Twins, buddy. We talk about this team, and very interesting. Gabe and I were going through the betting lines this week, and uh, at FanDuel in Jersey at the Meadowlands, they had the Twins at plus two ten. Uh, to win the division, I said, whoa, whoa, Gabe, like, this is really important. We got to talk about this stuff because on my book, that is a very, very sharp book internationally, probably one of the biggest books in the world. They had the Twins at plus 140. And we talk about the Indians and, you know, the the, pitch, the pitching problems. They're still a damn good team and that division's weak. But just from what I've seen with the Twins at plus 210, it was something we needed to do. And Jake Odorizzi, Eggs Odorizzi, is that how you like him, George? Because I'll tell you something, scoreless streak up to 20 innings. Man, this guy's been absolutely light out i knew he was he was decent and he could do it in streaks but i didn't expect this type of performance odorizzi is mowing him down this year george if you're a fantasy owner you're just smiling ear to ear what a stock well first of all i'm a scrambled guy okay i like my eggs scrambled so uh you like no him scrambled, over- not odorizzi yeah. no odorizzi for me uh <laughs> <laughs> no Odorizzi this year for me. And listen, I don't have any Odorizzi this year. I, I the guy I've always had on, on a couple of my teams every year because you can get them ladies cheap. And this is the one year I don't think I have him anywhere. And, of course, he's going off. All right, so it, it's annoying yeah. here. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, he's always pitched in good pitchers' ballparks. I mean, Tampa Bay was a very good pitchers' ballpark. It never really never was really very consistent there. Although a lot of people did believe he did have the stuff. Now the Twins, what, they're 24-12. and 12, They're four and a half games up on the Indians. I think they've given up now one run the last four games, something silly like that. So they're pitching very yeah. well, plus 50 run differential. Everything is going their way. They can hit. We know they can hit. All right, you got Kepler, Cruz, Polanco, Rosario. Uh, even Buxton's doing some some damage there. This team can hit. So, uh, hell, Mitch Carter, Mitch, uh, Mitch, Mitch Garver, Garver, right? Yeah, it came out of nowhere. I, I know. I was. I, I remember they're they're playing the Blue Jays, and they flashed up a stat of Minnesota Twins catching numbers compared to the rest of the league. I almost fell off my chair. Like these guys, like three thirty three. I'm like, these are catchers. We talk about it, George, like in the two catcher league, like Gasset, Minnesota catchers. These guys, it doesn't matter who they rotate in; they've been on fire. Yeah, and they'll be in a little bit of a roster crunch when uh, Estadillo and Miguel Sano. Remember, remember Miguel Sano? Remember him? Uh, he's back. Miguel to- Sano, yeah I, yeah. I know he's not even there. That's the crazy thing. They yeah, don't, I'm not he, sure if they want him back. He, he's got the power, but the strikeouts, yikes. He, he has not developed into the player they thought he was going to be. But uh, he's heading into the AAA uh, Rochester now because being a rehab assignment, so he could be back in days, a week, 10 days at most, depending on how long he needs. So they'll get a roster crunch there to find out what – is he going to be an everyday player? Does he upset the balance of that team a little bit? And like I said, Williams uh, – I think he would. I think he would too. I hate I, to I, say I, it, George, because the thing is, for all the upside that Sano has with his power – um, you know, when you look at the strikeouts, an inning killer, they have a lot of guys that, you know what I mean, they get on, they get on base, they score runs, they could do everything, this team. That's that's the beautiful thing. And the way the way Sano plays, I kind of think it's like, I hate, I, you don't want to take a bat like that out of the hands, but I think the negatives outweigh the positives at this point. They got a good thing going there. And, you know, I, I know that's kind of crazy to think that, but I think you're, you're thinking the same thing. It's just there's too many, there's too many negatives with Sano. He strikes out I'm way a, too much. I'm a big, if it's not broken, don't fix it guy. You know, and it's not broken. I agree with you. So uh, I'd be be wary of it. I would be wary. Astadillo, he could be really activated any day now. Some thought he might have been earlier this week. It's not quite there. Now that Jason Castro's out with uh, with an uh, an elbow injury, I wonder if he gets activated before today's game. We'll hear about it today or tomorrow at the latest uh, with Astadillo. So you'll be uh, free to get him back in your lineup. Uh, One guy who's not coming back in your lineup, not a twin, but just came came up here. Uh, Tyler Glasnow got hurt in the Yankee game last night. He's out four to six weeks. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. Oh. Oh, man. Isn't that interesting, too, when we were talking last week when we did the, the show and we talked about Glasnow and, uh, you know, the Cy Young candidate and all the positive things. You brought up a point. The guy's only pitched 111, 100, was it 111 uh, innings, never been a guy that really had a lot of wear and tear and uh, just kind of, you know, you look at him and go, you hope he could stay healthy. And we talked about this, Georgia, a problem, and, and now he's hurt, but uh, hopefully it's uh, not too not too bad. He's had a brilliant, brilliant year so far. 
Yeah, you're, you're watching him last night. I mean, my guy. I mean, a, he throws hard. He's throwing 97, 98 with moving and with a curveball. That, and that curveball is a snapper, man. That He's got some good bite on that. Uh, the problem is, you just said it. You know, he's he's been injury prone throughout his career. You know, uh, never thrown more than 111 innings in a season, and that was last year. Uh, this year, I was wondering, I was wondering even if he could stay healthy, there'd be an innings limit. That's taken care of now, all right, because he'll be out four to six weeks, which pretty much you'll see, means you'll see him around July, which he should be an innings limit fine, assuming he can stay healthy for the second half of the season, which is a huge if, because his history tells us probably not. But when healthy, he's dynamite. He's just dynamite. So it's a, it's a big loss for the Rays, especially since Brett Honeywell uh, is having some issues as well, coming back with Tommy John surgery. So uh, i got to find a feeling with the Rays. We might see uh, either Jake McGee or we'll see more of these uh, – Start one inning starters for them, and then go on from there. But it's it's a big loss for the Rays. Yep. Lose uh, Glass now, when they lost Snell for a little bit too at the dropping some bathroom piece yep. of furniture on his toe. Uh, not my, and, that sounds and, like uh, bullshit. Uh, it's weird, but, but hey, whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, and then Charlie Morton. It'll never beat. Five it'll never beat like, hey, I was I was carrying a caribou up the stairs like Todd Helton. Oh yeah, I got some freezer meat. Uh, I killed a deer and I slipped down my uh, my stairs were icy. Like we've had a couple of those guys slipping in the shower. I've slipped in the shower too. It it, it could happen, but I don't know. Some of these excuses, George, they seem like BS to me. I think yeah, they're trying they, to make the stupider the better, so people will believe it. <laughs> I, they, but why, unless, why? Why? Unless it's against you doing something against your contract, why does it matter? We all get hurt doing weird things. Yeah. Is it, unless, unless it specifically says, "Well, you can't go skiing and you hurt yourself skiing." Okay, then I get the lie. Other than that, unless you're embarrassed about something, you know, well, why lie? I mean, really, well, what were you doing? Wasn't it Jonathan Lacroix dropped a piece of luggage while he was lying in bed on his a foot? And this, yeah. oh my god, this, <laughs> some weird, weird yeah. injuries. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I think we could start f- fading the Rays a little bit. What do you think about that now that Boston's hot and the Yankees are still doing their thing? I think the Rays are going to be coming back down to earth, George, don't you? Well, it's my biggest worry for them was injuries, lack of depth here. Red Sox look good again. They're back to being the team we thought they'd be. Oh, I know. And, we'll talk about them. Ooh. Yanks are only going to get healthier. <laughs> you said it. The big boys coming back. Boston's back to 500. Stick around. More weekend fantasy update after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. That's, yeah. Come down to Joe Galena's Fish Market, everybody. We got scallops. We got crab legs, lobster, tilapia. You got it, Galena. Galena's got it. And they like playing this song, He's too. He's a big Jay Giles fan. He, oh, he likes Jay Giles? Yeah, hey, that's what that's what they play at the fish market. Uh, I heard, uh, I, was, I, I, get, I get sentimental when uh, when I patch into the show there, George. I hear Galena and Blewett there uh, before we come on there. It's like, I I really miss Joe. He's like a, a father to me. He's like he's, he's like that relative that you really like that you never see. You know what I mean? He's always cool with you. You know, you go play the ponies with him when you're younger and stuff like that. You know, that cool uncle. But uh, you know, he's, he's just so far away, George. That's the problem. I miss Galena. He's so far away from our right, little diet straight away. Uh, see, I, I get to work with Joe on Sunday mornings. So you get to I'll, work with him. Yeah, Joe and I, we, uh, what, uh, I forget what, uh, Fantasy Sports Today. I'm trying to remember all the names of these shows. Fantasy Sports yeah. Today tomorrow from uh, yeah, 8 to 11 thing. with Galena and I. And I think I'm covering for Joe next Saturday with Mike Blewett. Also on Fantasy Sports Today is Joe. Maybe he's uh, re- refurnishing refurbishing the fish market because he won't be on next Saturday. The market? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got some things to do. He's got some new imports there, looking at some new fish to put in the tank at Galena's Fish Market there. What happened, uh, we talked about the Twins uh, on the way out in the Rays, and what about Marwin Gonzalez last night with that collision with Nico Goodrum? Do you think he's going to be okay? You just don't want to ruin that uh, chemistry with the Twins, too. A little bit concerning. That was a, a bad, bad collision there, George, and they got a really good thing cooking, so hopefully, hopefully he's all right. 
Yeah, last night about Marvin Gonzalez, he has a face contusion. Uh, that's bruised face. So uh, you would think that would be more day-to-day than anything else. Nothing, uh, nothing serious. They're calling it a face contusion. That would seem, to me, the, uh, would seem mm. to me to mean no concussion, right? All right, but that, that'd be, that's the first right. thing I worry about. It, does he have a concussion then? I mean, face, face contusion, you put the man up together, got hit in the head. Okay, does he have a concussion? Right now, it seems to be they're saying he does not have a concussion. But my also guess is you don't know until he wakes up today, right? Does he have a headache? How's he feeling? You know, so I don't think we'll know anything until, uh, well, it's 1130 Eastern time now. The twin game, when is that twin game today? When do we Twinkies play? Twinkies, oh, it's a 2 o'clock game. Twinkie. So, yeah. That lineup actually may be out by now. I should really check these things, uh, Cam. And we'll find. I, I, my guess is he's going to have today off, you know, just to give a day off anyway, and not to risk anything there. But everything we're hearing is that that's a minor injury uh, for Gonzalez. Yeah, hope so. Hope so because uh, the Twins are doing good things right now. And uh, I told Morency to go make that bet for me. I, I, what do you think there, Georges? When you look at the futures market, plus two ten on Minnesota, I'm, uh, that really shocks me. And I've looked online, and the best I could find is plus one forty. You're getting over two to one for a team that I really believe can win that division. I know Cleveland's good, but I think Minnesota. This is the year. I I, I love their bats. Their pitching's been good. I just I just really believe this is the year that finally the Indians get uh, knocked down and Minnesota gets uh, up a notch. That's my take. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, look at the Indians alone. All right, Clevenger, yes, he's thought throwing again, but he's been out a while. Kluber, we don't know when we're getting Kluber back. I mean, they, they don't know when Kluber's coming back. And their strength by far is their pitching because they're not a very good hitting team. Let's face it, if Lindor, uh, Jose Ramirez, and Carlos Santana aren't hitting, that team's not doing much. So, uh, yeah, I think the Twins can win this division. I think right now they might be the, I would. I might consider them the favorites right now. Because another thing to look at. I, I would too. We know Cleveland's also not going to yeah. make any big additions, right? They're cheap. They're worried about they're counting pennies. So they're not going to make any big addition. Oh, my God, they're going to get this guy at the deadline to put them over the top. They might make some little deals, but they won't make anything big. Where the Twins, I think, would make a bigger addition should they feel they need it. So I like the Twins right now. If I had to bet, I would probably go with uh, Minnesota over Cleveland because of the injuries. Now, that being said, you know, you look at this Twins team. I like the offense, Cam. I think they're going to hit all season long. Not worried about the offense whatsoever. But... That pitching staff, yes, Odorizzi's pitching great, and yes, Berrios is up. We, we yeah, knew Berrios coming it's in. It's concerning. Be, after that, it gets a little scary. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, you, know, you got— The uh, thing is, though, Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson with his frame, and I watched him pitch, and, and it was interesting. They had a lot of—I also listened to a guy on MLB Network. You watch him. He's a horse. And I don't understand, and you, and you know baseball, George. Like you're 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 all over it. I just watch a guy with that type of frame. He nibbles too much. He's got to trust his stuff a lot more. Like against the Blue Jays, you're not really going to get burned. But it was a perfect example of uh, watching Gibson pitch. He pitched his ass off. He had a one, two, three. Shut, he shut out the side in, in the first, and he struck everybody out. Then he comes back. They give him a lead, and then he walks the first guy. Like little things like that with with Kyle Gibson really bother me. And he he has the frame to be a good pitcher, and he's pitching downhill because of his size. But he nibbles too much. He's got to trust his stuff a lot more. He could be good. I think he's an X factor with that team. Well, he is, uh, and you're right. A lot a lot of pitchers nibble too much. There, a lot of pitchers need to need to hit. Yeah. You get up at the plate, you realize how hard it is to hit the ball. Throw strikes. Hit your, hit yeah. your, you can't throw it right down Good the middle, call. but hit, hit your spots and you'll be fine. You're right. Gibson does nibble too much. But still, he's, he is what he is. And generally, his record against the Yankees and Red Sox is not good, by the way. He has trouble against good-hitting teams. Uh, so he's, he's far from an ace. Odorizzi, as well as he's pitching right now. And right now, he might be the leader for the Cy Young Award in the American League. And I can't believe I'm saying that. But I wonder if he can keep it up all season long. And then after that, Pineda, who started off hot, now is, eh, he's cooled off considerably. Yeah, uh, Martin Perez, do you really believe in him all season long? So that, that's my biggest worry for no. uh, Minnesota is the pitching yeah. staff. But right now, it, it, they're pitching well. They are pitching well. They're pitching better than, than I expected. And I know they can hit. And I think that will cover up some of these problems here. By the way, as for the Twins lineup today, no Marvin Gonzalez in the lineup. Like I said, not so shocking. There's no update, but he's not in the lineup. It's Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, Nelson Cruz, Eddie Rosario, CJ Krohn, Jake Kov, Jonathan Soap, Jason Castro, and, oh, my God, Ahiri Adrianza playing third base. So, uh, I said, no Gonzalez. Still sounds today. like a damn good lineup to me. It's still hit. I'll take the I'll take my chance with the eight and nine guys. Maybe Jake Cave too, uh, Cobb. So uh, yeah, but no Gonzalez. That's that's the uh, thing there. No Gonzalez on the lineup today. I'm not surprised. There's no new update. But I think uh, he was getting a day off after that collision, no matter what. Even if even if he felt great today, I don't think he was playing. 
looking at Minnesota, George, from a from a betting perspective and what kind of money they're making. So I'm just uh, on, on the website here for a hundred dollar bet. If you bet, say, you know, we'll use units of a hundred. Minnesota, twenty four and twelve, as you mentioned, six sixty seven win percentage, twelve and five at home, twelve and seven away, eleven and five versus the East, which is impressive. Seven and one versus the Central, four and three versus the West, and two and three versus the National League. Money this year. Plus thirteen hundred and sixty-nine on a hundred-dollar bets. Plus thirteen sixty-nine. One of the best, if not the best, in the major leagues. We will take a look there. Yes, they are the top money maker right now. If you're looking at teams, hundred-dollar units to bet, you'd be up if you bet every sing- single Minnesota Twins game a hundred bucks. Thirteen hundred and sixty-nine. Not too shabby, George. <laughs> That's pretty no, damn good. Not too shabby at all. One thing I should point out, by the way, is the Twins play a doubleheader today, so they're not playing game one. Uh, twins do have uh, good call. The Twins and Tigers do play in that game. Maybe Marlon Gonzalez gets in that game. Uh, good room for uh, Detroit, by the way. Although that lineup has not been announced, I'm hearing he's out of the lineup for Game One as well. He has the the knee injury, so in that game, so uh, no good room and no Gonzalez for Game One of this doubleheader. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and we're talking, uh, don't look now, George, we talked about it. The Red Sox uh, to 500 for the first time uh, of the season right now. Absolutely murdered uh, Seattle last night. It was a good spot for them. I actually had the Red Sox in the over there. That was a good, good night and parlayed them with Colorado. That uh, helped me out after uh, I had the Rays, George, and your Yankees came back and won. That kind of hurt a parlay of mine, but uh, that's, uh, you got to hand it to the New York Yankees there. But now we're looking, Boston uh, 20 and 19, George, they're that game over 500 right now. They're only four games back the crazy thing though if you look at them with that record 20 and 19 because they're such a favorite and heavily bet you'd be down eleven thousand and five dollars betting on uh the red Sox this year at 20 and 19 but finally they were i think at two thousand at one point so they're starting to get back your money but bookies in boston a little bit happier these days and uh probably sadder because people bet on the hometown team but anyway boston uh really starting to figure it out and that's bad news for the rest of the east yeah, Bulls are gonna be fine. They're eight and two in their last ten. All right, they're back. They're pitching. That's what that's really what it back is. Too. They're pitching. Uh-huh. Sale looks like Sale. You know, Eduardo Rodriguez has figured it out. Porcello's figured it out. Uh, I mean, yeah. they got some issues. I mean, David Price is on the IL, although everything seems to be like well, that'll be a minimum stay, and he'll pitch maybe some uh, his next start next week. Uh, Eovaldi just uh, got the stitches out of his elbow. He's back in probably a month, maybe six weeks for him. So they'll get, they'll get everything back there, and we know they have money. If they need to go make an addition, they'll make it. I guess the interesting thing, well, there's two interesting things for the Red Sox. One, they're giving Chavis some time in the outfield, which is interesting because you know, we don't know Pedroia, Pedroia is going to be back. Nunez is going to be back. And they seem to want to give Pedroia every chance to get back at second base. It's silly. He's done. Let him go. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. he, he's done. He, he shouldn't be. That's what happens, he's though, George. You, you know this with, you know this with the Brett Gardner's of the world and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's loyalty, right? You all, all the things that you've done over a career, it's it's a, it's a loyalty play, right? And you can understand it, but you know, you know, sports is a cold ass world, like the real world, and uh, you got to put the best guy in there. I'm with you. You know what I mean? You still got paid. You still get your respect. Everything's fine, and uh, you got to mount the best field out there. But that's the way it goes, buddy. A lot of these guys, it's almost like a contract for life type of thing. If you, you've won them big. Games. But if they're putting him in the outfield, I mean, we know Ben Attendee and Betts, they're not going anywhere, right? That means, guess who could be the odd man yeah. out? That'd be Jackie Bradley. Not that anyone's dying for him on your fantasy team. You know the guy who can't hit, right? He's, but he's a fantastic. Yeah. He can catch, though. Field. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's, you, uh, he's Kevin Pillar. A spectacular grab. He just can't spectacular, hit. Spectacular, but he just can't hit. Uh, so that that's going to be interesting there to see if they follow through on that. And, of course, there was a lot of... Uh, uh, without getting too political about their White House visit this week, how pretty much all of the African-American yeah. players declined, the white guys went, da-da-da-da-da. And uh, take for that as you will. Uh, so there's uh, maybe some clubhouse <laughs> issues there. Well, how much that is? Well, I, what I was that comment? Know. What was that comment from David Ortiz? It's like about Cora. It's like, well, you want you want him to visit the enemy? I'm like, oh, slow down. I, I get it. I get it. I guess just, yeah, we don't want to get too political on the show, but uh, that was just a little, that was just a, a little bit odd there. And the, the thing about it is with me is I don't care. Like me and you, George, we probably differ on some issues. I love you like a brother. We do the show. Like you're not going to agree on everything. If, if you don't like the policies, why don't you just go to Trump and have a damn conversation with him or just say, hey, you know what I mean? Instead of these, these protests, I think it would probably make more sense a lot of the time if you took five minutes to 
outside and talk to him and said, what about this and this and this? I have a normal conversation, but maybe that's hard to do, but it's just something I've thought about. You know what I mean? Everything's like these bitching. Oh, yeah, I'm going to protest. I'm going to protest. Well, you know, maybe have a discussion about it. I think for me, if, uh, if I was a Red Sox player and this is my first time visiting the White House, man, I'd really like to go. I really, really would like to go so to the White House. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to take a who's the president's out of it. That really, I don't want to think about that. I just want to visit yeah, the White House. Good point. Yeah, historical you know, that, perspective. Great. Exactly. Point. That, that's that's really what I want to go for. But if I'd already, if I was on the last team that won, and I'm still on this team, yes, then I wouldn't have gone. You know, and I would have uh, stood up. But I, I think yeah. to turn that down would be very tough for me. You know, first time to the White House, as you mentioned, historical significance. I think. wonder if we lost uh, George there. We'll see what happens. Are we okay there, uh, Sean? Are we are, are we back or what's happening, buddy? Yeah, uh, we're still on, Cam. So uh Okay, yep. okay. We'll just I think we waiting. lost Kurtz there for yeah. a second. They keep Okay, yeah, well, yeah, I was just talking to Kurtz about the white the White House visit, and yeah, it happens. I know I got a lot of activity in my place with the cable trucks and stuff, too, so hopefully I don't drop. I see them in the area, but just talking about that with Kurtz, uh, I think, you know what, Sean? I, I, it's something I'd want to do, too. I just want to see the White House, and I know, you know, you're, you're, you're a professional player. You go there. Hell, at least the college kids are getting served up Whoppers and, you know, McDonald's burgers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a joke and whatever, but you still go there. You go check out, check out the p- facility. When the hell in your life are you going to get a chance to go to see a building like that, to go on the grounds, to get like a first look in the rooms and stuff like that. For me, I think it would just be something I'd want to do because it would be absolutely insane and something you're never going to do for, for your whole life. I think it would be really, really cool to do that. So, yeah, the Boston Red Sox right now, uh, I'll tell you, man, just breathing down everybody's neck. The Yankees are a half game back behind Tampa Bay. The Red Sox, four games. After the Blue Jays, uh, seven and a half. Talk about money. So if you're betting these games, Tampa Bay leading the division at 23 and 14. They're up 170 bucks. The Yankees at 23 and 15. The Yankees are only down 168. Kind of like kiss your kiss your mother. It's like a juice thing. The Yankees, eight game over 500. And yeah, I was just saying there, George, I'm with you. Like just to go in all the rooms, you know, oh, this is the games room. And you know Trump, too, because he watches sports. I bet he's got a, a nice little setup like you, George, with four or five TVs. I bet his uh, sports room is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think I don't think I could turn. Not the first time, Cam. I don't think I could turn that down. I really no, don't. I, I couldn't. You know, um, I couldn't. And I, I would understand the, uh, the, the plights of uh, other players. You know, I, I get Alex Cora's. I certainly get Alex Cora's point of view. Uh, but I, I just don't think For I could sure. turn it down. Not the, not the first time. And I, I hope they would respect that. And it's nothing to do with politics. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a very political person as it is, so it wouldn't have anything to do with that. But I just, I just don't think I could turn down going, and I think that I would. I would explain that to them. I, I would actually have no problem explaining that to anybody who's against it. You know why I'm going. It's not so much. Uh, I'm not supporting anyone. I just want to see. I want to see the building, and as you mentioned, all the different rooms and stuff like that. I want to soak up as much of that as I can. Yeah. What would I tell you, George, at this point in time with all the injuries that the Yankees are eight games over 500, only a half game back of the Rays. And if you bet them all season long, despite being probably one of the most popular and bet on teams, only down $168 through 38 games. I think that's pretty damn good with what uh, with what's going on. And it's only going to get better. I have a feeling, you know, Tampa Bay is probably really, really scared right now as they see the Yankees in their shadow and Boston only four back. They're quivering. Well, they can't be happy. I mean, the Yankees were about a half game back with all the injuries they've had, and they're going to start to get guys back now, right? We just talked about Boston, how they – it seems like we've been – oh, they're terrible. They've been playing like crap all season long, yet now they're 8-2 and two over the last 10 games. They're only four yeah, games out of first place, right? And we, we, were, uh, we heard the, all the stats about Boston, how their odds of uh, getting a playoff spot – I think going into the season, we're like 90%. At one point, it was down like 47%. Now those odds are climbing back up again. So it's just funny how those things work there. But as for the Yankees, like I said, Aaron Hicks should be back. Uh, it looks like on Monday. He's going to be activated on Monday for the Yankees. Uh, you said Brett Gardner. The, that won't affect Gardner's playing time all that much, even though it should, because he's terrible. But uh, once again, Hicks will be back there. I think Topman probably loses his job. Uh, Gleyber Torres got hit in the elbow last night. Hit by pitch in the elbow. He is day-to-day. 
And once again, the Yankees play at 6 o'clock tonight, so uh, they haven't announced the lineup, but it wouldn't shock me if he's out of the lineup today. Uh, Tulowitzki had a, the setback. I don't think we care anyway. Gregorius is going to start a uh, rehab stint. On, well, do we? I mean, come on. Do we really care? Uh, no, we, we, we don't, George. He has no place he, to play his now name anyway. Could be banned. He, he could be banned from the show. I couldn't care less about Tulo struggling. No, I don't. I couldn't care less. No. Yeah. Uh, Gregorius is going to start a rehab stint on May 20th. Uh, he'll DH at first, then play yeah. some shortstop, but he'll be back, I would think, no later than mid-June uh, to the Yankees. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, he's the weird one because we're not hearing much of anything from him about what's going on in his uh, his recovery. It's just strange you don't hear anything. It's barely taking batting practice now. So it, don't know. You're right. Uh, Judge has not taken uh, and they're still not doing baseball activity. So once again, he's a mid-June guy at best uh, to get back there. Severino is after the All-Star break. We heard that from uh, Cashman. Uh, Paxton has started throwing again. So it looks like Cashman was telling the truth about that. Cashman doesn't lie, by the way. So when, you, when Cashman says something, you can believe it. So it looks like he'll be back in probably about 10 days or so, which keeps Jonathan Lasagna in the rotation. Mm. Boom. Lasagna. Yeah, every time I get hungry in this show, never have any breakfast before. Love lasagna. Homemade lasagna. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. We'll go talk a little more baseball, get into some NFL things that I want to talk to George about, too. And Sean will talk NASCAR. Mother's Day, they're off the race tonight, a little bit later on in the program. Everybody stick around. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, Sean Angle. Weekend Fantasy Update here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's interesting, George, is betting baseball, one of the more uh, interesting sports. You know, look at a team like Baltimore, 13-25, and 25, bad, bad, bad baseball team, 10 and a half games back, five wins at home. Hell, they're better on the road, 8-11. and 11. And uh, when you really look at them, all breaking it down, you're only down 75 bucks with a 13 and 25 uh, team. That's what happens, I guess, when you're plus 170 or 200 most of the time, eh, buddy? But uh, that's not too bad, actually. Not, uh, not in the Jays or six games back of 500, you're down 400 bucks. You, know, you, you keep saying it every week, right? You can't bet, you can't bet the favorites every game. All right, it's, it's not no. going to pay off. It's just not going to pay off. You got to pick your pick and choose your dogs, and uh, I think we all do that, especially when the price is worth it, right? When you and you feel when you feel a little. I know me personally, when I see a price on a dog, and uh, I'm like, oh man, that's a high, that's a good go, good game for a dog, and I like the game. I don't think they're necessarily a definite loss. I think there's a chance they can win the game. Maybe they have a good pitcher going that day. Maybe the other team's not starting anybody. That's why in baseball, that's why yeah. I always check lineups because there are days. I've always wanted, Cam, you know, you're the manager of one team. I'm the manager of another team, and we're playing each other. And, I, you know, I go to you, hey, Cam, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to sit this guy today. You're going to sit your guy too? I hope we both sit our guys today. You know, you make it even that way. I think that goes on in baseball. I truly do. Because you look at some of these oh, yeah. games like, I do wow, too. both teams are starting to sit five of their regulars today. They had to talk about this. They had to. So I always look at that. And I'm like, oh, you know what? This gives the summer team a better chance to win now. You know, and uh, so I, that's how, in baseball, that's uh, how I go about trying to find my dogs. You know, you look at the lines. There are many sites now you can see the lineups early on before making a, uh, you know, before putting your bet in. And you can you know, give me a more educated guess. Yeah, sometimes like overvalued pitchers too. Like a, a perfect example of a game, and we'll go through the the baseball lines uh, as we progress on the show. But I'm going to tell you, like Chicago, I look at the White Sox and the Blue Jays, right? And you got the Blue Jays at minus 160. But I could tell you, Marcus Stroman's last couple starts have been horrible. Like he hasn't been the same pitcher at the start. And when the Jays did have leverage, it was like one of those things. You're like, oh, here we go. You know, he's coming back down to earth. And I know Pizza Nova. You know, he's no. Uh, He's not a stud or anything, but but laying 60, 65 cents with a Blue Jays team that can't hit, even though they won last night, like that's a dog that I look for. George, like Chicago to me will be on my radar. They can beat the Blue Jays. You're getting 45 cents, and Strowman isn't in as good form at the start of the year. That's kind of how I break down break down the dogs, and uh, that's a nice take-back price. I think the White Sox are going to be on my card. 
Well, you just brought up a, a, a great thing, Cam, because it's something I, I know I try and tell people about. Uh, I'm a writer. Right? And when I write my columns, I can make yep. every, I can make a player pretty much be anything I want them to be with stats. All right, you can look at any stat you want here, and I'll find it to make it look uh, to support my point, even though if my point is wrong. If you look at uh, Strowman, right, and if I'm trying to if I'm trying to sell you on Strowman, well, hey, he's uh, you know he he's had a great season, got two point nine six ERA, one point two nine WHIP. You know he's yeah. striking out almost the batter per inning. It sounds all great until you realize, well, you know, over his last two starts, he's got a ten point one three ERA, two point two five WHIP. This is baseball. I don't care what you did in early April. That doesn't matter anymore. I generally only care about a player maybe his last two to three weeks. That tells me what's going on here. Strowman was good. Now he's not. You know, whatever that reason might be, he's not the 2.96 ERA guy right now. He's, he's not that guy. He's not pitching well. You know, maybe, uh, maybe there's an injury there we don't know about. Maybe teams are caught up to him and he hasn't made adjustments, whatever it might be. But I think we all forget that in baseball because we look at the overall stats. The overall stats, listen, that's nice. But it doesn't mean crap. I want to know what he's done the last two, three, four starts. You know, for a hitter, probably the last two weeks, maybe even less, depending on what he's mm-hmm. doing. Because uh, I know certain hitters, they go in streaks. And once they start hitting home runs, you better get on that streak because they're going to hit a bunch. And once they, uh, you know, they have a couple over fours, you want to get away from them because they're going to go from there two for 24s. That's just the way baseball works with some players. So uh, it, it, I love stats in baseball. I truly do. But we can make them say whatever we want them to say. Yeah, no, I, I noticed that too. Especially you, you go to the, you go to these gambling sites like, you know, this team over under and this many times. Like sometimes the stats, it's actually you said it. There, there's nothing more you can do. You can manipulate them so easily to make them anything you want. It's very very political, like what political people do with stuff. They, that's what you can do with statistics about anything. Over unders, NFL things, they do it all the time too. Some of these trends, it's like yeah, it's a trend this way, it's this way. Well, it's almost the same trend. Like what the hell are you telling me? So you got to be really really careful and you know dive deep and. I am, and I'm looking at Stroman. Also, I look at the eye test. He's just not the same pitcher he was at the start. He's struggling a little bit more. Uh, George in the West, the uh, Astros, another thing about baseball, huge favorites due to their pitching lineup, and this is hilarious stuff. The Astros are cruising right now, 24-15. and 15. Seattle's five games back, uh, but at 24-15, and 15, if you bet the Astros every game, you're down 24 bucks. So it's kind of funny, you know, minus 200, minus 220. But that's the problem with that division. I don't think anybody's going to step up and battle them. Seattle's come back down to earth, 20 and 21. You're still they're still up a buck, 108 bucks there if you're betting them. But uh, really, really coming down to earth after a brilliant start by the Seattle Mariners and Boston slapped them around. Uh, I think more to come. Their pitching is a real, real concern. And over the the the, the I guess a long season, these guys uh, they're really going to be exposed. Well, the, the Astros' next important game is in October. All right, uh, you can you can yeah. you can just chalk them up to uh, to be in October. As for the rest of that division, I mean, oh my God, this is a bad division. Seattle, remember Seattle, Seattle got to a great start, and listen, that was nice for them. But this is a rebuilding team. They, they admitted they re, they're rebuilding, right? They traded everybody away. Yeah, you know they they weren't they were probably as surprised as anyone that they got to that hard a start, and now they're they're falling apart. Two and eight in their last ten. That pitching staff is nothing. I'm not so sure. Outside of maybe Kikuchi, if anybody is long term for that team, and even Kikuchi is really a number three. What's the so, deal with Kikuchi too? With that uh, pine tar against the Yankees, that was obvious. That, that's the problem. Listen, you know everybody uses some kind of uh, grip him as a pitcher. Every pitcher uses. He's, he, he he didn't hide it very well. That's the that's the his hat that's was tilted problem. on sideways. I'm like I'm like way to go, Kikuchi. Uh, don't try to rob a bank there. That was pretty bad. Like, that was that was stupid. <laughs> that I mean, was done very poorly. Yeah, the, it was awful, the, the opposing teams don't care. They don't care why? Because the hit, the hitters want to know that hey, you're throwing the ball 95. Let's make sure you have an idea of where it's going. You know, because they don't want to get hit with the damn thing. You know, so hitters don't yeah. care. The man, the, the opposing teams don't care, but don't make it obvious. Don't do it. Pineda did a few years back where he had it on his neck. Uh, Kikuchi, I'm sure. Yep, Boone said he uh, he handled it behind the scenes. I'm sure what it pretty much was was a phone call saying, "Hey, listen, we don't care. Just you know, just don't make it obvious. So that all the fans are now crying that we didn't do anything. Da 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 da. You know, get them to put it someplace else. You know, during the summer, you'll see a lot of pitchers always grabbing their forearms, their opposite forearm. That's because yeah. they have sunblock on the forearm where they can get that grip and they keep grabbing it. All right. I mean. I'd be the best, George, because I sweat so much, and you know me. I wear like a number sixty. I'd have so much sunblock on there. That ball would be grease. You know what I mean? Like I just—I don't know why, Cam. I don't know why they don't 
uh, I think you and I talked about this last week, why they don't use the, uh, the type of ball Japan uses. Not the uh, – Japan uses a bigger baseball, by the way. But uh, why don't they use the tackiness Japan puts on the ball automatically? That it would eliminate the pine tar, would eliminate the sunblock, eliminate all this other crap, the Mississippi mud that these umpires put on before the uh, game. It would eliminate all that, and you'd have automatic tackiness. If the hitters don't care, if the opposing teams don't care about pine tar, which is a foreign substance, then why not manufacture the balls with a tacky substance? Japan does it in their leagues. Once again, so the pitchers have a grip. The hitters don't care. They don't want to get hit with the ball. They don't want the everyone's throwing ninety-five to ninety-eight now. Hitters don't want to get hit with this. You know, they'd rather have an idea. Sure, it'll let you get a better curveball. It will. You know, anybody throwing a baseball, if you have a better grip, you can get a better curve. But the hitters don't care. They don't want to get hit with the fastball. So if no one cares anymore, then why not change this so that you don't have to worry about, like I said, the pine tar, the foreign substance on the ball, the sunblock, the uh, what's the hair gel people put on the ball. What's all the crap to get a better grip? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just silly. What, what, was, gel, yeah. what was the guy putting on in uh, Major League? Vagisil? You know? Uh, Pedro, <laughs> you know? That's what he. That's what he's putting on, right? That's you know. That's great. <laughs> he. I think he needs three or four things. Any one of which will give you three to four inches draw, <laughs> drop on your curveball. I mean, uh, so I don't understand if they're doing it anyway, and you're, and you're yeah. turning a blind eye to it, then just make it more legal. Yeah, I was watching a documentary on like counterfeiting money, and the guy's like, "Yeah, this uh, this hairspray works better than the other hairspray. Like the cheap stuff didn't give me the sheen that like I was going. I was like, wow, okay, wow, you're actually like the upgrade. He upgraded his hairspray, George, to get the bills looking better uh, in in the in the drying phase. It was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, you you learn something new every day. National League, I don't know what's going on with the National League East. You're living in that backyard uh, with the Mets right now, George. This is a, a dog's breakfast. This division, it's how we talked about it at the start. How competitive it was going to be. It's competitive still but only one team philadelphia 21 and 16 they're only plus 127 uh, from a betting perspective the yankees 19 and 20 down not minus 395 bucks the mets 18 and 20 we'll talk about them down 16 uh 614 bucks washington oh god the nationals probably the yes this is the worst team from a betting perspective in baseball they seem to be this every year even when they're winning 15 and 23 minus 1418 dollars and miami Miami, even with 10 wins, only down, yeah, you're down 1,187. So one team in this division, Philadelphia, George, is plus money, and they're only plus 127 bucks. Atlanta minus 400, Mets over 600, Washington over 1,400, and Miami close to uh, 1,200. Gong show. Yeah, I found it funny last night. Uh when you heard that the uh, the Wilpons, uh, they had a, a team meeting. Oh yeah, with, big meeting with DW yeah, yeah. and, uh, and Callaway. <laughs> yeah, but it's smart though, because when do you have a meeting? Let's have a meeting before we play the Marlins. This way, I'm going to look great because we know we're going to beat the Marlins. They suck. So let's have a meeting. Yeah. So I'll look. I'll look like I'm smart. Like I, I motivated the team. Yeah, I mean, managers have been doing this forever. Earl Weaver used to do this. Joe Torre used to do this as, as well. You have a team meeting before you play a bad team. This way, you're going to look good. You don't have a team meeting before you play the Yankees or the Red Sox. No, that'd be stupid because good chance you're going to lose that game anyway. So, you know, have a team meeting when you're playing Miami. This way, you know, the team that's really pathetic. And we'll see how that works out. So, uh, the Mets have been an interesting case. I mean, uh, they've had trouble pitching, right? Mats is out now. Shocking, I know. Uh, and Mats may have been, up to this point, their most consistent starter. Right, but he's out. Uh, maybe he'll be back this week. Maybe. Because of a nerve issue. Uh, DeGrom has had some issues. Although, once again, he, he sort of was the DeGrom of, uh, of old last time. Syndergaard, another guy, been up and down. We don't know what we're going to get from him. Zach Wheeler, not no consistency either. And they have no fifth starter. So uh, they've been strange, but they can hit. They've been hitting more than we thought. But it's funny. Uh, I love uh, I love how the teams try and do it. The, the old PR machine. Todd Frazier's terrible, right? He's done. He shouldn't be playing. He should be. A He's Brett Gardner for the Mets. They shouldn't be playing anymore. The Yankees have, have an excuse. They have nobody else who can play out there right now. The Mets do have an excuse, but they say, "Well, if Frazier's the starter when he starts." Well, thank you for that. <laughs> that clears it all up. He's the starter when he starts. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's amazing how teams try and save face with the veterans. What do the Mets owe Todd Frazier? He's been a Met for a year. Who cares? He should exactly. be playing. You have better guys who are, uh, I mean, Lowry would be better when he returns. Uh, Jeff McNeil is certainly better now. D- Davis is better. I mean, but yet you're playing towards to Todd Frazier. 
I mean, he should be released. He's done. He's it has nothing left. He had nothing left when he was with the Yankees, more or less when he's with you now. So, it, like I said, it's, it's just strange to me how they're playing this up. But I wonder if this is going to be a problem for the Mets if they're going to have to keep playing Frazier and sitting these younger guys who are better players at this point. The Mets are going to be in a roster crunch, and we knew this was coming. We knew once all these guys got healthy. Yeah, once the Lowry's got healthy, uh, yeah, there's going to be a problem here. You already sent down Dominic Smith, who didn't uh, deserve to be sent down. And he'll be sent down again, by the way, because once again, roster crunch here. Because you have like four, four or six guys that can only play three or four positions. Someone can't play. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, we expected a lot there, George. Just that it's, and we're really, it's, come on, let's, we're not, we're not, we're, you know, we're just into the season right now, but very, very disappointing. Thought Washington would be better. They got power outages. They also have a lot of injuries, 15 wins. We thought the Mets, too. They're only a couple games below 500. Atlanta, same thing. Philadelphia, you know, playing a little bit better, but we expected more. We expected to be a murderer's row, and I think this one is going to go all the way down to, to the end with all these teams in that division. It's going to be a real grind. Uh, what about Altuve? last night going over um, some injuries we talked about Gonzalez uh, what's going to happen he's got some uh, discomfort there in the hammy that's uh, not a good area for discomfort there George don't like hamstring discomfort not good no we certainly don't like hamstring discomfort and once again yeah we just talked about Houston right how they're uh, yeah they don't have an important game forever so they can be very cautious with Altuve they can exactly good right, call. Right, let's face it they can tell him hey come back in August if they wanted to uh, it wouldn't matter here uh, left hamstring discomfort is day to day uh, I don't expect him to play today. You know, I think that's uh, pretty much a given here. I, I think if they thought it was any kind of major injury, I mean, any kind, anything major, he would already be on the IL. Because once again, there's no reason for him to, for them to take any chances here. But we're hearing it's, it is minor, nothing to be worried about day to day. So hey, we're all day to day. I don't think as a fantasy owner you're worried right now. He's not going to play today. He's not going to. I don't think he'll start today anyway. That they have an eight o'clock game tonight, so no lineup yet. But I don't expect him to be in the lineup today. Maybe he's out tomorrow as well. But if it is minor, he should be back next week. If you're a fantasy owner, uh, you're certainly. I think you'll be okay to activate him next week, put him in your lineup. Uh, I certainly would if I owned him. I don't in any league, but if I did, I'd feel comfortable putting him next week from the information we have right now. Talk about your boy. Remember, uh, Travis Darno uh, got traded uh, to the Rays there, George. Interesting. It's a kind of a smaller story. No one really talking about it, but it was supposed to be a big, big prospect, and the Dodgers uh, trade him to uh, the Rays. Yeah, Rays are in a little bit of a uh, catching, I don't want to say crisis, but they've uh, got some issues to catch with some injuries there. Right? Zanino was just put on the uh, IL yesterday. Uh, and he'll be out for about a month, so they're not going to have him. Uh, Michael Perez is also on the IL. So right now, the, the guy, I think his name is pronounced Quifo. C-U-I-F-F-O. Quifo. Hey, Quifo. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> if I butchered that name, but uh, he's like your starter right now. Okay. I don't know if they are not can if he's ready to play tonight against the Yankees, uh, but I imagine he'll be the uh, no worse than the backup. All right, so I think Travis Donald. And I wonder if this. I think Donald will be fine handling the staff and hitting. He's always been a good hitting catcher. But I expect teams to run on him at will. Coming back from that Tommy John surgery, that arm does not look strong yet when he's ready to throw that ball down to second base. So if he is in the lineup tonight against the Yankees, you know, I wonder you know, if, if by some miracle Gardner gets on base, if he's running, Cameron Mabin, if he's running, that sort of thing. Because if I'm the Yankees, I'm testing that. I want to see if he can throw, and I think other teams will follow suit. You know, to see Once again, if he's going to be the starter, let's see if he can throw that ball down to second base. Right now, I'm not so sure. sure. So uh, that's what I'm looking at that's, here. Yeah, it's for the Yankees to test that. Teams on. used to run all over the Blue Jays, George. Like you remember with the Russell Martin, like he was brutal. Like it was just an automatic stolen base. You just yeah, yeah, put no, the guy on second. You know what I mean? It was. It's just yeah. It was, it was almost embarrassing. Like I'm just thinking, anytime a guy had a base, it might as well have been a double because he couldn't throw at anybody, right? So, no, it's a big. That, that's that's a big concern. Big performance for Mike Trout too, leading the NMLB with walks. He looks like a Georgia when they're throwing when they're throwing to him. He's doing his thing and uh, hit a home run for a big fan last night. That was a that was a nice story to see leading the MLB in walks. And uh, yeah, the bottom line is you pitch to him, he's going to knock it out of the park. But people don't pitch to him enough. Thirty six walks already. Already. That's pretty crazy. That's a lot of walks. I tell you, Cam, he, he'd be getting the Barry Bonds treatment from me. He's never seen a strike. Yep. I mean, uh, hey, <laughs> if Simmons can beat me, if Pujols can beat me, Calhoun can beat me, fine. That's my fault. They can. I am not yep. letting Trout beat me. No way in hell. No, it's a, it's a, it's a simple concept. Put him on base. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the Angels are just a... Uh, 
another weird team, 18 and 20. Don't have a lot of faith in them, George. Well, we'll talk with some other stuff. We haven't even got to the hockey yet. We can go over the baseball lines today, some DFS. Sean, later on the show, we'll talk a little NASCAR, the races tonight, golf, whatever the hell. Maybe I'll give you a horse pick. We were on fire yesterday. Weekend Fantasy Update coming right back. <laughs> 